0: Welcome back, everybody, to MJ and Tosh. Super excited to have you all back here with us. <laughs> <laughs> so what did we want to go ahead and touch base
1: on, Tosh? Well, we did mention therapy.
0: Right? So I think that
1: would be a, a pretty beneficial topic to talk about. So let me get your our, uh,
0: thoughts on the taboo word of therapy. I know it kind of gets a little bit of a shun. You know, you've got a 50-50 split of people of whether it's, you know, a plus or a negative to be involved in.
1: Yeah. What's your take? Oh, I mean, I love therapy, and I think everyone should be in it. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone needs to be in it. I don't disagree. I mean, yeah. I
0: do kind of feel bad, um, you know, people that do choose the choose to be on the side of bear on the side of caution, you know, and not really, uh, believe in therapy, but I, I can understand and respect some of the views from it. And, you know, I've had people tell me that, you know, they find it hard to be in therapy just because they think that their therapist has more problems than they do. And they're trying to solve, you know, something that, you know, somebody in their minds can't fix, but I also, I've personally had my fair share of therapy. You actually brought it to my attention that there isn't just one type of therapy, which I didn't even know. (laughs) I honestly, in my mind, when I thought of therapy, it was what I had always done in the past, which was you schedule um, a meeting with a therapist and you sit down in their office on like, you know, a comfy piece of furniture and you chat it out and talk therapy. Yeah. Yeah, and I honestly, in the experiences that I had, you know, part of me felt really frustrated because I felt like I was there in order to gain enlightenment and, you know, solve a problem or fix something that um, just didn't seem like I was getting anywhere with, but now that you've brought it up to me that there are different forms of therapy outside of that, I feel almost, you know, re-energized to visit it again, you know, going the rounds of maybe a different type. Why don't you touch a little bit more on the different types of therapy that you have participated in and, or (laughs) have heard about, because you're more inversed in it
1: than I am. So, I mean, right. Talk therapy is the main one. Um, It gets a bad rap because people feel like, oh, you can just talk to, talk to your friend. And why pay somebody that you can just talk to somebody else? Yeah, that makes sense. Well, I mean, there's different things, though, right? Like, some people don't have somebody that they feel safe with, safe right. with that they can talk to. Right. So a therapist does offer that safety that you can not have sometimes and people that you even feel closest to. Yeah. It's just, it's very different. And then even like my dad, he told me, oh, well, you know, Just talk to me and save your money. Well, it's different. My dad's going to he's biased, right? I'm his daughter. He's he's going to agree with everything I say or, you know, it's like it's always going to be in my favor when I talk with him versus with the therapist. They do put you in your place. Right. And I think a lot of people don't want to go either because they're afraid of that. They don't want to know that. Oh, the problem is me oh i have things i need to work on
0: i mean i guess i could see that too especially (laughs) if you were going into um therapy in regards to like a relationship situation Mm -hmm. it it doesn't necessarily have to be you know um a husband and wife or you know um uh, a wife and wife or a husband and husband relationship but it can be you know family friends you can mm-hmm. be seeing a therapist for um a number of types of relationship statuses but i i could see where maybe one of those two people would be like okay well finally we can have like a third party tell you what's wrong with <laughs> you <laughs> instead of just me maybe you'll listen i could understand yeah. that yeah
1: well i mean and the thing is is when you go to therapy you have to go willing to you work on yourself you have to be yourself. open-minded yes yeah And willing to work on healing yourself. Um, And if you're not, that's when it doesn't work. And that's where those people come from that are like, oh, it didn't do anything. I just wasted all my money. Well, it's because they went in with that mindset of, oh, it's not going to help me. (laughs) It's not me.
0: It's It's everyone else.
1: (laughs) I mean, that's the thing is that we all have, I wouldn't even call it issues. We have things that we've been through in life, traumas. So me personally, um, about four years ago, four and a half years ago, I did EMDR, which is a specific type of therapy for trauma. And it helped me so much with, at that time, what I went through with my life. And I never knew that that existed. I went to see a talk therapist. She's the one that brought it up. Well, she also specialized in it. And she brought it to my attention. I had no idea. And she's like, do you want to try this? I'm like, okay. So the way that she described it to me is that we all have symptoms. So if you have your palm of your hand and your fingers, or not the palm, sorry, like the wrist of your hand, and then you have fingers, the wrist is the actual issue, problem, trauma that happened. And then you have your fingers that are symptoms of it, right? And those are things that with EMDR, you focus on those symptoms to then get to the issue, right? So it actually rewires your brain to help you in that direction, which brings a lot of peace and discomfort that you haven't probably felt in a long time. Now, trauma, I will say everyone has trauma and I want everyone to know that all of their trauma matters because there's so many times that you feel, unless you've seen somebody get murdered or, you know, it's like, that's trauma, but, oh, you hit a bird and it right. died in your car. Ugh, that's not trauma. No, it is trauma. <laughs> right. Because that's happened to me and I've had a funeral for a bird that I've hit because I've never witnessed the other stuff. Right. Doesn't,
0: doesn't take away. It shouldn't base based off of society's measurement of exactly. what's valid or not. Exactly.
1: Trauma for you could be, you know, all your friends got candy and you would get in trouble if you brought a piece of candy home, right? When you were little and that's trauma for you. Right. And it may seem silly or not a big deal for others because they had all the candy in the world. They've never experienced that. So it's very hard. So with therapy, I mean, I give them a lot of respect because they, I mean, I know if I was therapist. (laughs) in therapy for being a therapist (laughs) because i am an empath and i do take in the feelings and the emotions of others and i can feel that and i want to like take it away from people when people are hurting you know and i've learned that is a trauma response from stuff i've been through in my life and not knowing right so it's like a reaction people pleasing is something along those lines as well um it's a reaction to stuff you've been through Not necessarily in your childhood. It could have been a week ago. Things that you've experienced. It all, you know, transfers different into each person. Right. Well, what I'm recently doing, and I've learned this is new to me. So, and I am going to be very open and vulnerable. um, So, I know I have anxiety. I know I've struggled with that. I had my daughter and I had postpartum anxiety. Not so much on the depression side. It was more the anxiety side. It was... Like little things like, oh my gosh, don't go over there. You're going to hurt yourself. Little things that you are taught like, oh, that's just you being a mom. And you're just, you know, not realizing that there's a deeper meaning to it. Mm -hmm. And then with that, I went through my own personal stuff, right? So I just went through things. (laughs) I'm not sure if I'm in, I want to be at a place to talk about that, but it is very much a stigma still and that is hard for me so maybe later on in a few more episodes I can get into more detail of what I personally went through but from that I had learned about OCD and so I always thought OCD oh yeah I mean I'm clean I want things organized and that's just the way I am you know yeah and the
0: the joke is kind of like you know If the worst thing somebody has is OCD, then you'll, yeah, like you said, you'll constantly be living with somebody that has an entirely clean house, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which you have touched base on that that's not entirely what it's involved in.
1: That is still OCD, right? I mean, to an extent, it's your obsessive compulsive about being clean. Now there is a contempt, like there's, so anyways, learning from that, I've learned about OCD and what I now have is o c d where it is with intrusive thoughts, and I mean we've all had these thoughts, right we've all are well, not to an extent um we've all had messed up thoughts before, yeah, right? like
0: when someone frustrates you or yeah. maybe like there's just been a lot in a day and you're just over it,
1: yeah, yeah, and the thing is is that when you have really bad anxiety and I had experienced my first panic attack, it was like four and a half years ago. And I never had it before. I didn't know. I thought I was having a heart attack. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what's wrong with me? Like, oh my gosh, I went to the hospital. And no, I was just told I have anxiety. And I just had a panic attack. Never had that before in my life. So it was very uncomfortable. And then with that came all these intrusive thoughts. Now it's different. And at that time, I didn't know that when you are anxious and your thoughts are the negative or intrusive, meaning not wanted Your anxiety plays a really big part on making you feel unsafe within your own self. Oh, wow. Your thoughts. Like, you don't want... And that's the hardest part, is that it's your thoughts. And you can't, can't, like, remove yourself from your own brain, Right. right? So it's, you feel everything different, and it's... um. I don't know. It was just very, it's very tingling and I it becomes heightened. Yes. And I, you're trying
0: to tell yourself to stop thinking about something. And obviously it's just going to make it
1: exactly. And then because of the OCD, so OCD is a lot of repetitiveness, right? It's compulsions. Are, okay. So these are mental compulsions where you're telling yourself, Oh, well, I would never do that. Right. And it's, you live in this state of reassurance, which is a compulsion. It's like you are trying to tell yourself, I'm not a bad person. I'm not this, or I'm not that. Oh, I'm not that. Or, and, you're fighting with yourself. So it's a very uncomfortable like place to be. And fast forward, I, what, three? We're well, not fast forward. So like three years ago, um, a little over three years ago, I lost my mom. I ended it with my daughter's dad. And I had lost a couple coworkers, a friend, um, aunts, uncles. Like people just died in my life. And I was in fight or flight. Right. Mind you, I was... As well, like four and a half years ago, I didn't realize that I had had my daughter. So maybe it's longer than that. I lose track of time because it's going by so fast. But I didn't get postpartum anxiety until a year and a half after having my daughter. Because I was in fight or flight. I was in Texas. uh, Felt like I was on my own. My Mm -hmm. daughter, her dad. It was just, you know, things were going through. And with my postpartum anxiety, I didn't get it until I got in a car accident with my daughter and I totaled to my car and I moved back to Arizona. And after doing that, then it set in and I got all this anxiety all of a sudden. And that's when I got my panic attack. And then I went to therapy. I saw a naturopath and I started taking herbs. I try not to take medicine. I'm not a, I'm not a component or a fan of it. Or I'm very holistic. I get that some things need medicine. I understand that. But I always try to go around the homeopathic holistic way first. So I saw a naturopath, did that, and then I thought I was good. Like I did AMDR and I was doing this therapy and I was like, Oh, I'm great. Yeah. Right. And then my mom died. I ended it with my daughter's dad. I moved out of the house, moved on my own. And it's just a whole other thing, you know, more family passed away, another friend died. And I got laid off twice. Like It all these was re-triggered. Things. Yeah, COVID happened. I mean, so much. But again, I was in fight or flight. So I wasn't experiencing that anxiety. I, I mean, I was, but it wasn't because I was in fight or flight. I was saving that. So then uh, Labor Day, so recently, I had another panic attack. And it was weird. I was at my grandma's that day, came home, and I was driving into my driveway. And I felt it come on. And immediately, those intrusive thoughts... Followed through after my panic attack. And it was the same thoughts that I struggled with back in like four years prior. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is not okay. I don't want to live this way. I don't want to live where I'm just waiting for the next intrusive, like crappy thought to come into my brain to take over my entire like nervous system. I don't want that anymore. So I found a therapist after doing research um, with OCD. It's ERP. So okay. it does, ex- expo- expo- uh, Sorry, exposure response therapy. And I was afraid of that. I was like, oh my gosh, like what? Like, I'm not going to expose myself to these thoughts. That So my mind was thinking that's the direction it was going right. to go. Um, it's not. And it's crazy. I went, well, like a month and a half ago, I think is when I first saw her. And ever since then, I finally like have this peace in me. And it's crazy. I thought it was going to take forever. And by no means does it get rid of it.
0: Right. right. I'm always
1: going to have it. Do you think that, you
0: know, the, the therapy that you are trying now, mm. does it feel different than the therapy that you had tried before? Or do you feel that the therapy that you had previously wasn't really in the full spectrum of what you needed Or do you think that it's a building block of placing what you took from then and it assisted you four years ago versus what you are using now and trying now in therapy? Do you feel that it's adding on a building block for how you can choose going forward to have those... um, kind of like those uh, roadblocks and those tools there to help you if another panic attack comes on or do you think that what you had 4 years ago wasn't necessarily as beneficial as what you are involving in now with the exposure response
1: I will say I feel that this one is way more powerful now mind you it could be because I'm tired of it yeah and when it came up on it came it happened again I freaked out Right, and I felt alone, and that I was some type of freak, right? That was going through something, and no one was. I mean, it, it was bad. Like I felt not worthy, not lovable. Um, it was really sad, and I didn't want to do that for Maya, like my child. Like I wanted to be there and be present with her. Yeah. And when I am playing with the thoughts in my head, it scares me because I'm not present with her. And that's yeah. the most important thing to me is with her and with Iko. And I didn't want to do that anymore. And for it to show up all those years later, mm-hmm. it scared the shit out of me. Right. Because I knew then like I need to do something about it. Yeah. Because if I didn't, clearly whatever I did last time, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to, you know, say that EMDR and those things don't help. I will, because at that time it felt it did for me.
0: So, more of a building block.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But this time, and again, this time it may be because I wanted it. I don't want it to be involved in my life like that anymore. Right. I want to feel better. And I've been giving my all to this therapy, and it's amazing. I feel more empowered. It's the, it's just, it's just so. (laughs) I wish like, and I'm learning that everyone I know pretty much has OCD <laughs> like, yeah. to an extent. Like we all do, but we're so, it's such a stigma when you talk about these things. Like there are all types of OCD. So you have contamination. So you're afraid of getting dirty and people that use hand sanitizer and stuff all the time. Like you don't realize, but that's a compulsion. And that's the stuff I'm learning is I literally, and what I love also right now is that it's virtual. So me being at home, I'm in my place where I've had these intrusive thoughts or these, you know, compulsions and stuff prior. So with that, I can spend time working on the place that I want to feel safe in. Right. Which is very different than if you were out like at a, at an office, right? When you're in an office, you can't, you have to imagine more. Yeah. Which is fine. I mean, imagination's great, um, but I do feel that I'm getting the better being home in my place, because now my place is safe, and I love it. And I am not afraid to just be by myself and be with my thoughts. Yeah. Right? Because I mean, I, I it's not... Again, I don't want to say afraid as in... No, I mean, it's honest. Like I, I'm just afraid. I was afraid because there are very unpleasant, intrusive thoughts. And... It's. I mean, I don't know. I will say that ERP has been helping me a lot, and my therapist is wonderful. And it may only be a month and a half, but damn, I am doing work every day and homework. It's not like
0: little you definitely. Things. I would say you know, coming back around, you have more of a, a calmness to you where you you feel your energy feels a lot more at peace. Now it didn't feel you know. Over the top or negative, you know, previously it just feels almost like you're in a a state of relaxation. So when I'm coming over and stuff, it just feels like you are a lot more relaxed in general. But I definitely would say that there shouldn't be a stigma about it. We all have our things. Mm -hmm. And however we choose to you know, go about working with them or living with them is our choice. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, you know, therapy is just another building block. It's just another tool in the tool chest, you know? So I fully agree with you when you feel stressed out and stuff like that, that it is nice to, or not just stressed out. That's such a, such a, um, non important classification. When you feel that it is a life is aggressive on you or you're having one of those panic attacks or you are, you know, fearful, it's in that moment, anything that can bring you calm is important. And I, I think it's. I'm going to use one of your phrases. I think it's beautiful to be open and share that. You know, there could, you know, be someone out there listening that that helps them not to feel alone, and you're bringing awareness to other types of therapy, which, like I said previously, I didn't realize that there were, and it brings, you know, it not only does it bring awareness, but it brings a nice option. Yeah. Because the reason I actually stopped going to therapy was I just felt like I can't just keep talking it out. Like it's just I need something to change, you know. And even if I'm doing work or if I'm reading books that you're recommending, it just it didn't seem like it was connecting for me. And that could be an option, you know, to look more into that would be another tool for my, you know, tool chest of things to use when coping yeah. With stress, because I would agree with you. I mean, I definitely have anxiety and it I I understand entirely where you're coming from where you're stating you just don't want to live like that and you don't want it to keep coming back up or you don't want it increasing its intensity the older that you get or you keep trying to like, you know, in a sense deal with
1: it yeah. on your own. Well, I will say like the biggest thing I've taken away from the ERP and therapy that I'm doing is that anxiety is tolerable. Yeah. Right. And the, we are taught and I've learned this because I meditate. I'm all about the Zen <laughs> um, the affirmations and those things are wonderful, but anxiety is there for a reason. It is there. It's a fight or flight. It's there. Right? Yeah. It's, it's that instinct instinct within us. The thing is, is when you already have a lot of anxiety and stuff that going on in your life, you know your brain plays games on you and it it causes other things to happen and anxiety is something that you can deal with yeah and that's what i'm learning more than anything it doesn't take it away with what i'm doing it's never going to be necessarily gone oh absolutely right but it has sh- helped me so much not just on that side of the therapy it's like all any trauma or things i've been in my life it helps so much now because now i can face them and still it what was the what have i told her it was Like anything is possible, right? Any of my intrusive thoughts, very possible, but I have the choice. Right. And that it's so easy to say like, oh yeah, you can, that's true, but it's different when you actually feel it and believe it. And that's what I've been given by doing this. Mm -hmm. And I can't thank like my therapist enough and, you know, everyone that has supported me and been there, I definitely know myself. I don't talk as much anymore (laughs) and I'm a talker, but I don't. I think that was part of my, um, helping my anxiety or it was like a social anxiety almost is what I got. And I just talked so I wouldn't feel the anxiety. It's like I was covering it up versus allowing it to happen because what happens is when you actually just let the anxiety happen, it subsides and it goes away on its own. But we're so taught or we're taught to like breathe and like do all these things, which again are wonderful for the body. But when you're doing it to distract your anxiety, it's just gonna come back. Right? Yeah. It's like, uh, my therapist used this thing. Um, O C D is like living in my house and now it's down the street. Like we worked on getting it into the garage, down the driveway, on my street, now it's down the street. Oh okay. you know, and that analogy was it's I love it because that's exactly and it works with so many things in life, not just that. But anyways, I know I've been talking it up, so I just wanted to say that therapy is wonderful and there are different types and I'm very thankful that I was able to find this one and it has helped me. Yeah. And I think, you know, definitely don't feel alone and, or feel weird or like a freak because you want to be in therapy or you think you need to be in therapy or I don't want to because people are going to make fun of me. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. honestly, it doesn't matter. You got to do it for you and take care of you because you matter. Yeah. And that I think we forget. Like and I know for me, you know, I wasn't necessarily taught self-love growing up and right. definitely have that now. And this is my gift to myself and I'm so like I love myself so much because of that.
0: No, it's important. No, and I definitely appreciate you sharing that with us and being open with us. And of course, I do agree. <laughs> you know, anyone out there, you're not alone. We all have our things that we're going through. And let's just get through it together.
1: Yeah. We're going to do it together. Yeah. Every
0: week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Hang in
0: there. And yeah, if you guys are uh, interested in, you know, trying any types of therapy out we definitely we're not professionals but we do recommend you know taking a look see what's out there and something that might be beneficial for what you're needing you know to move forward um in life and definitely feel in a happier place yeah All right. Hugs to you guys. Well, a lot of hugs. We appreciate (laughs) you all showing up for us and coming in. We can't wait to have you back here next week. All right. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. MJ and Tosh signing off till next time, guys. (laughs)